Welcome into the DFS Double Stack Episode Two, a special New Year's Eve edition. I'm John Phillips, and this is Nick Smith. It does feel special, man. We're this is this is one of the most special New Year's Eve. You know, I feel like when you grow up, that shit starts to pay you know less attention. But man, everybody's ready to head out of this one. Yeah, it's been quite a year, and. I- I'm just happy we were able to get done with 16 weeks of fantasy football. I think you I can't believe it even happened. <laughs> I think you're the only like friend of mine who who even cares and I have the exact same feeling. It's like, you know what? 2020 had a full fantasy season. I think I think it's all right actually. <laughs> Everybody yeah. else is like the, this is the worst year ever. I'm like, mm, wasn't that bad? I was in a couple championships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Matthew told me he was like, I was thinking about getting back into fantasy this year, but with all the COVID and everything, I feel like it'll just piss me off. So I feel everybody was heading in kind of like, and eh, it's probably going to get canceled at some point. So I never even thought about the people who were kind of thinking about hopping back in that definitely pushed them away from doing it. So yeah, I bet numbers yeah. were a little down this year, but, but I still was in three pretty active leagues. So hopefully next year it's even crazier. Yeah. Maybe we can get him to do it. He might not have said exactly that, but he he definitely said <laughs> COVID was a deterrent. So that's what's up. Um. Anyway, week seventeen is pretty crazy because there's a huge slate, but we're really unsure about who's going to play. We're not even going to know for sure until maybe Saturday night. So. Everybody, I was was clipping players in and out of this list of players I liked, and that's like, oh, they're not really going to play, or oh, shit, they're injured right now. What? (laughs) So lots of question marks, but you know, we'll we'll shoot some some darts and see if they stick. Yeah, the one caveat of this whole thing is that we're doing it Thursday night. We don't know what you know on Friday or Saturday. So this is our best guess. And bummer that there's no game right now. I got some good feedback from Monday night. I mean, of course, it was us despairing because the game meant so much. But I think the idea of, you know, doing the podcast during the game is going to be pretty awesome most weeks. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more fun later. And this podcast is going to get even cooler on into the playoffs because, the playoff slates may have a little bit less players for you to choose from, but I think it gets really fun around that time. Um, you can really zero in on what you think is going to happen. And yeah, and I think fantasy scripts. Yeah, and fantasy is so good about making you care about other teams that you really never would, you know. And then even in the playoffs, I feel like in the playoffs you're kind of like, no, I don't want these teams to win. I hate them. But when you have some investments, like. Mm. I'll watch that game. It, it kind of draws you in. So, yeah, I'm super excited to, you know, I've never played fantasy throughout the playoffs because I've only played season long. So very excited to get started. Yeah. All right. Well, right here, we've got the Chalky White plays. <laughs> I hope people get that reference, but I love it, man. Chalky White, one of the best characters from Boardwalk and uh, Chalky White plays. Who who are the players that... uh that most players are probably going to go to just because they're such insane value. That's that was yeah. it's probably my toughest segment because I, I really don't have a good grip on 
on what most people think is value, but I tried to throw some out there. So I've, I don't, I don't have any like paid projections up like from like a paid site or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I have just Googled regular projections for ownership and stuff like that. Okay. So I, that's, that's one of the things that I go by. Yeah. Um, sometimes I build multiple lineups and I find myself putting the same player in each lineup and I would wager to believe that I'm not the only one who <laughs> picks that person. So yeah, that kind of clues you what, off. Like, yeah, that's what makes somebody ch- kind of chalky anyway. Right. Well, let's start off with chalk from last week. We had Crowder and Henderson jr. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's our fault on Henderson Jr. that he didn't hit. He didn't. He he went out with an injury pretty early. He did, and and I'm trying to to use the golf injury as well, even though that was a bit later in the game and he was just dreadful. But but yeah, Henderson, you're right. I wouldn't count that too far against us, but it's. I think you know either during this podcast or off podcast, we should kind of talk about what counts as a success for each of these segments so well that's true and also chalk we don't decide what's chalky we're just telling you what other people are going to be playing and i'm sure that daryl henderson and jameson crowder were like 20 percent to 30 percent ownership which is maybe even more than that maybe 40 and 50 and that's huge that's a good call. This segment's not really about whether we got it right or wrong. It's really more whether we got it right or wrong that they were they were well played. So maybe we or played a lot. So maybe after each week we could check ownership and see, you know, how right we were on ownership numbers. That'd be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So we did all right. Crowder was a smash hit. Yeah, Crowder was great. You're glad you yeah. played him. He was he paid for way more than his times three of the first number of his salary. Do you do that across the board for, you know, all positions you would say a three times is kind of the benchmark for a really good success. Maybe not a really, really good success. I'm sure that the other night Stefan digs more than three X his. Oh, um, but okay. Yeah. I mean, if you can do that, that's great. Especially if I have one of your, um, punt plays down here, I think it's going to totally three X. So hmm. I saw him earlier. <laughs> All anyway. right. Well, how about my, what I think is chalk this week? Yep. I think, I think the most is going to be Jonathan Taylor. I think everybody looks at India's wanting to win that game so badly playing really the worst team in the NFL. Um, he is costing 7,400, making him RB six on the week. So pretty pricey, but so much to play for and showing so much skill in the last five games. I think it could easily be a multi-touchdown game and just monstrous. Uh, so the wide receiver core and the tight ends get real murky, but you know who gets the rock on the ground. Um, Hines really will only come in if they somehow get down to Jacksonville. Don't see that happening. I think he gets a ton of workload and is very good. So uh, that might be one that will be tough to fade, even if he is chalky. Yep, I, I like that play. Malcolm Brown, I kind of threw him in as chalk because of the price. He's priced at 4300 making him the RB60 on the week. Gets to take on Arizona. 
You know, it is a backup quarterback, but if anything, that means they'll lean on the run game more. Um, Akers might be back, but he's struggling with a high ankle sprain. So if he is, he'll be <laughs> probably very inefficient and they'll feed Malcolm Brown more. Jeff Wilson Jr., we all know what he did last week versus Arizona, just blew them to bits. So definitely can tear them apart. Malcolm Brown's not, not anything of an elite player, but should get quite a bit of volume and should be decently efficient. And at RB60, I think a lot of players are going to be biting on that number. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's, I think this is another one at very high ownership. And finishing off, in my opinion, Darren Waller, he does cost a lot. 7,100 being the tight end two, but gets to take Denver, not a fantastic defense in the least bit and has just put up unbelievable numbers recently. Um, So I think he's a huge play. I think maybe he's a little bit, he's very safe, but with huge upside, I I think players are going to pay up for that. Yeah. I think he's chalky for sure. What do you got? So over here, I've got Brandon Cooks to start off with at 6,900 against Tennessee. I think a lot of people are going to target this game. It's in a dome, so we don't have to think about any of the stuff that we had to last week with Tennessee. Um, I think on Brandon Cooks. Uh, on Brandon Cooks, do you? I mean, he obviously had that monster game, which we'll talk about last week, but. Do you, I kind of get sucked in a little bit to that recency bias of that last week, you know, and like, oh man, what if he can go back to back on that? Do you think ownership numbers kind of play off that as well? Or do you think his, he's chalky simply because of the matchup and, and not oh, yeah. really that, that he had that monster last week? Yeah, no, I think it's a combination of the two things. I think okay. ownership, I think recency bias gets to everybody. Yeah. And I just think that once once people start playing around with his price, where it is, and and where they can fit him in, and what he might do, I mean, I, yeah, I think he's going to be pretty highly owned. Okay. Um. All right, DeAndre Swift at Minnesota. I just, I think that he, I've got a little star beside the ones that I think are like super chalky. I do see that. Interesting. I mean, he, and, he's looked insanely good. Yeah. And I think that uh, his price is just really perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, 6,300. Minnesota is going to be trying really hard in this game. And Swift is just one of the only viable, like he's the only like flames they've got, you know. On offense, yeah, he is. He and is. they're going to utilize him. And I'm not sure what the quarterback play is this week, but definitely everything I've seen is going to show high ownership for him this week. I think he can be quarterback proof because that matchup Minnesota is dreadful as a defense, and Swift has something to prove. You know, he wants to finish the year super strong, so he's going to be playing his heart out. Yeah, and he's easy to fit in again at his price. It, mm-hmm. And if if you're confident about him, especially, and then you feel really good about that. All right, so Irv Smith Jr., another one I think is going to be really highly owned. Um, he's just been doing pretty nice lately, and 3,900. Mm. Like I said, so all Cook is out. Yeah, for the game. R.I.P. 
So you could be, I don't think we're going to talk about him, but you could go towards Madison in that game. But I think even Madison is questionable for the game. So We'll certainly talk about his counterpart. But I just think that any of the pass catchers for Kirk Cousins this, this week are going to be pretty highly owned. And I actually think Adam Thielen is going to be the one that comes in at the lower ownership this week. Hmm. Um, but I think Irv Smith at that price, people are going to feel pretty good about plugging him in in a cash game or maybe yeah, even that a feels- tournament. Maybe. Yeah, that feels way chalkier than my Waller for sure. I think he's probably the chalkiest uh, tight end. Um, Kirk Cousins, he's just he's just really easy to – that Detroit defense, it's just – it's awful. Priced at quarterback 12 this week? Yeah. How is that even possible? <laughs> I hear his name in every podcast, in every piece, you know, that he's one of the smashed fantasy players. Quarterback 12 in price? Yikes. Yep. And then Melvin Gordon. Um, where is he at? I guess I didn't type. What is Magic Melvin is? Gordon. Let me Where's see. At? Las Vegas. Well, they're, yeah, they're hosting Las Vegas. All right. So. He was not coming in with me as like something really chalky, even though he on my uh, projection website over here, he comes in at the most chalky player at 47% being. Oh my God. That's the low end. Oh my God. They said it can be up to 78%. (laughs) So he's. Price at RB30, JP. RB30. He's definitely underpriced. And he's been doing better as of recently. Oh, yeah. And I had. I made like five lineups just to see what I would do. And I had to fight myself to not put Melvin Gordon <laughs> in every lineup because at 5,700, you can slam him into almost any lineup. He can oh, help man. you get Derrick Henry or anything else, which Derrick Henry might be a little chalky this week too. We'll talk about him later. I Interesting. Think. All right. The only well, concern I have – we're going to talk about Melvin Gordon probably a lot, but hopefully not in too much length, but the only problem I have with him is last week, zero receptions, zero targets in a close game with the the chargers. He's had four receptions. He's had six uh, targets in one, but just not a pass catcher and, you know, full PPR. I feel like it kind of limits his upside. It really means that he needs to get at least a touchdown, if not two touchdowns to really feel, fantastic but that's true i i do think though that this game is stackable right here and i think it has blowout potential i agree both teams not really with huge you know too much to play for but wanting to hammer home their offense and get things right heading out of the year so i think you're right i think it could be a blowout for, uh, not blowout but a huge blowup game yep man right. we have we have a new segment drop (laughs) our first segment drop (laughs) for a segment called crack the safe where we're going to talk safe plays for cash games let me fire up our first segment drop it's never been done before so i need planning a large crew 
guns? Not exactly. A lot of security. But the take. What's the target? Eight figures each. What's the target? When was the last time you were in Vegas? Shout out to Alex O'Neill, one of my friends all the way back from high school, making the intro and that drop. So shout out to him. I appreciate it. All right, let's talk safe plays. Last week, I thought Baker was so safe, and yet QB 32 on the week, man. That that just blew up in my face. That one hurt, but we do have the – I got three right. J.K. Dobbins, pretty safe. RB21 on the week. That feels fine for what you paid for him. Brandon Cooks, we've talked ad nauseum. He was just insane last week. Wide receiver five on the week. Logan Thomas ended up as tight end 12. Doesn't feel great, but I think he had like nine, 10 points. So it wasn't horrific. It was it was a good baseline. I don't think you're walking away too upset by what he was able to finish last week. Yeah, he was okay for cash. All right. So, and I had a uh, geo, I guess he was RB nine. Uh, I was pretty happy when I played geo in any of my lineups this past week. Um, I, I had mentioned that we, you should play Tyron Johnson if Keenan Allen doesn't go and Keenan didn't go. So I did play him in some stuff and it didn't work mm. out really. I yeah. mean, he got, he only like, I think maybe he had like, Six or seven points or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not very good. Yeah. Anyway, Deontay, he got all the targets that we thought he was going to get. Um, Big Ben had a huge game. I didn't buy into it, but that second half, they just caught fire. Yeah. Um, Austin Eckler, middle of the road. I mean, you probably would. I don't I don't know. He, I don't even think he really two x So, yeah, I would. I don't feel good about making that call. Um, I was playing him in season long last week, and I mm-hmm. think that might have helped my bias. It does do that, man. When you get so juiced up about your own season long, you're like, "Ooh, maybe I can double dip a little bit, have a huge trophy." And it's like, eh, you got to kind of s- separate the two a little bit, probably. Yep. Um, Mitch worked out. He, he was very productive for his, uh, very low price tag. He saved you a ton of money if you put him in your lineup and you're and, happy. And you JP, did. I specifically remember jokingly saying that you can get a little cheap stack of Mitch Trubisky and Jimmy Graham. And man, I said it so jokingly, and of course, yeah. it was just fantastic. Oh yeah, Damn you could have played Jimmy Graham for sure last week, and oh, it was the sweet stack. Might be able to keep doing Jimmy Graham sometimes. Yeah, um, uh, Green Bay going to be kind of playing from behind, probably. Maybe it's another yeah. rollback stack. Who knows? Um, and I we also said we were like, hey, pick one between Mitch and David Montgomery. Actually, you really didn't have to. If you played both of them, you worked out. It doesn't always work out like that. No. Um, Lamar, I mean, it wasn't a disaster. It wasn't a dumpster fire, but no. you probably hope for more as from like the one of the most expensive quarterbacks. 
for sure. Yep. Well, what so do you have this see. week? I think, did we talk Kirk Cousins in the chalk? Because, damn, yeah, he is. He's definitely one of the chalkiest quarterbacks, probably the chalkiest quarterback. But but he, you have to imagine, super safe. Yeah, with with so. upside, I mean, I recognize he's probably a ceiling play. We should probably talk about him in every segment. But I think his range of outcomes is from, you know, starting at quarterback 12 where he's priced and, and only going up from there. So going to Detroit, the worst offense we have seen in many a year, just horrific. Dalvin Cook, he's out. They're going to be forcing the ball from Kirk Cousins. The only thing that I could see somehow happening is if they just go to town and, and he gets kind of, you know, benched for his little, you know, hurrah at the end of the year. That's the only thing I can really see happening. He has elite weapons. He even has a good tight end. Um, so, yeah, seems super safe at the quarterback position. Yep. I think J.K. Dobbins is also going to be safe. He costs 6700 which is RB11, but they're, they're fighting to win so badly. They get to take on Cincinnati, who I've kind of said was getting better at defense, but then Houston, you know, really just did whatever they wanted to. David Johnson was monstrous, and, and, and J.K. Thomas is an excellent talent. So I think, uh, I think he gets it done. I, would, I don't know if he's a huge ceiling just because Lamar takes things from him, but I think he's got a great floor in that matchup. This was All kind right. of a late. Yeah, I, this, I mean, I like him. This was a late ad for me, but Jeff Wilson Jr. with that monster game last week, he has to play Seattle. Um, you know, Seattle's definitely a better rush defense than Arizona, but at RB 23 in price, I feel like you're going to be safe on that. I think he's kind of a back-end RB2. He's going to get a ton of volume. I think he's going to be pretty safe. I, I don't see the huge blow-up game, but I think it'd be a fine as your RB2 in your in your cash games. Yeah, I think so too. This one, I'm a little bit more nervous about. It's running back Jamison Crowder. Not the running back, but running him back from last week. Yeah. He only costs 5000 still. Wide receiver, 44 on the week. He does take on New England, and New England, you know, really does want to win this game. They don't want to say that they lost to the Jets. But that's kind of what I'm hoping for is that New England actually scores and that Jamison Crowder is a little necessary. This is full PPR, so I think it's safe. I don't think you get that wide receiver 7 or 8 or whatever he was last week um, because he threw like a 40-yard strike touchdown but I think you get a nice, solid wide receiver three with some PPR upside, pushing wide receiver two-ish, maybe. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And I think I think it's going to be pretty highly rostered. I could see it. That price, they just, they just refuse to buy into Jamison Crowder in the Jets. Uh, but finishing off with a tight end that I think is safe is going to be Noah Fant. Price that tight end nine at 4400 Going to take on Las Vegas, which is a miserable, you know, defense as well. He's gotten 11 and nine targets the last couple of weeks. He's really proved himself. I was not buying him, especially in season long. I remember us talking. You had him on your lineup, and I was like, eh, you might want to be looking at waiver wire Jordan Reed and these kind of things. But the last couple of weeks, he's been fantastic. He's so integral into that passing game. I think he definitely gets the targets. Um, I'm, I'm not sure Drew Locke represents a great ceiling for him but I think he gets it done as a floor play. 
Yep, I could totally see it. How about you? Who do you got? All right. So one of the people I was thinking about, just not talking about this week, was Derrick Henry, because I think everybody knows that he could smash this week. Houston is a horrible defense. He just costs so much. Um, he does cost he, a lot, and, man, he, he only put up 9.8 last week. That would hurt yeah. again, but that was Green Bay hurt. in the blizzard. But man, that would hurt. I don't know. I'm a little scared, especially as a floor play. But yeah. in this game, you got to imagine the floor is way higher than the Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, if you saw what the oh, Cincinnati Gio. running backs did, <laughs> yeah, Geo defense. Geo <laughs> almost got a contract off of that game. <laughs> yeah. So I just I can't not mention it. It seems. It, it seems like he should get like 30 points or something like that. If he doesn't, do people look at him different heading into next year? Does it change anything from him being a top three or four? Or is is he kind of everybody cemented him? I mm-hmm. mean, would it change your opinion if he kind of goes out there and does 20 for 80 yards and no touchdown or something like that? I don't think so. Honestly, okay. he just... There's two scenarios. He does good or Tannehill does good. Yeah. Um, I'm just – I'm going to mention Tannehill briefly, but I think it's going to be Henry this week. I think it's going to be – I think that's the the floor. Okay. Anyway. All right. I think it would change my opinion a bit heading into next, next year. From I know this is, this is a DFS, but I think it would change my opinion. I think it would be like a – Sixth or seventh pick instead of a third pick or something like that. But oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not picking him third if that's what yeah. you meant. Okay. Um, let's see. So Curtis Samuel, fifty three hundred. We talked about him two weeks ago. We we were joking about how he got uh, nine targets and then and then uh. Only four catches of nine. But then last week, big game. Still lots of targets. I get that New Orleans is a is a good defense, but 5,300 allows you to squeeze them in pretty much anywhere and feel kind of good about it because you know there's a lot of targets. And a good thing about this is the Saints very much have something to play for. And so I think they're going to run it way up on Carolina. And, and Carolina's going to have to scratch and claw for some junk time. So he should be in line for some catches and maybe a couple rushes. So I'm with you, man. I, I, I would hope I've been loving him, but then he ruined me a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, I'm rooting for him again. Yeah, and we saw Brandon Cooks in the chalk plays, but I think – I mean, he's kind of some chalk that I'm buying into. I think he's a great cash game wide receiver this week at 6,900. If he 3Xs that, that would be 21 points. I think he's good for 21 points this week. And I mean, looking at the Saints the past three weeks, Eagles, Chiefs, Vikings, they've given up 21, 24 points. Uh, 32 and 33 points. Yeah, so they're giving up 20 and 30 uh, plus. No, I'm Uh, talking about the Saints. Oh, you're going back to the Samuel thing? 
Yeah, I'm just going. Yeah, going back to Curtis Daniel, I think that I think that they can score on the Saints. Um, you know, twenty plus points. So I think Sam is going to get in on that action. Yeah. Okay. I I agree. But yeah. Anyway, Cooks sixty nine hundred. Good value. Think it's going to be a shootout. I think he's the number one wide out there at Houston. I think Watson, he's good for cash games too. So I just think I love this game this week. I'm going to be watching. Um, Irv Smith at Detroit. We talked about him and already up there in chalk, but I like him. I'm playing him. Um, this guy might turn out to be kind of chalky too. Justin Jefferson in the same game at Detroit. I think yeah, you, that, get, you get the vibe that he's going to be dra- uh, picked a lot more than Thielen. I think he's a little bit higher priced. Um, kind of interesting thoughts. Just just a couple hundred more than Thielen. Right. He's he has definitely going to be more popular. Okay. He is the uh, new hotness for sure. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that I would not look at you weird if you played Thielen in a cash game either or in a tournament. Right. I think he's going to have low ownership in tournaments, but I think that he's kind of a safe play there in a tournament. Mm. All right. And I just have it listed right here at the end. Tannehill, Watson, Rogers, 7,000, 7,700, and then 7,400. I think any of these three guys can get it done for you in a cash game. I'm not going to go into the specifics, but I feel that. There's not a lot of quarterbacks that I'm excited about this week. Hmm. Okay. I think I think a lot of people would be kind of stoked about the upside of Rodgers. I think everybody's kind of chomping at Rodgers, Devontae's monster numbers, but yeah. could be recency bias there. Wish I could stack those two guys. They're just so expensive. Too expensive. All right. Wow, the Titans Texans game 56 over under. Golly. Yikes. okay all right well going into the punt plays last week nick he had (sighs) did you have nick try with mequel hardman i think we said he was chalky because he was 3000 or 3100 i think he ended up being pretty chalky yeah yeah but failed everybody wider receiver 62 on the week and Zach Ertz, I thought Goddard was a little bit more banged up. And then, of course, this week, Goddard's out. So you might want to look to run back Zach Ertz as a kind of punt. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, listing as a price. But Goddard played, and they split work, and they both ended up miserable. So I swung and missed on my punt plays. But those why, that's why they're punt plays. They're cheap as hell, and you hope to hit a home run every once in a while. Yeah, but you don't always. Um Here's a miss from earlier. We already talked about. I thought Tyron <laughs> Johnson would be productive. He wasn't very productive. Cole Komet, it was a Jimmy Graham week. Tied in 43 for Cole Komet. So failure by me there. Um, <laughs> we probably won't run through these every time, but I thought for these first couple episodes, it could be kind of enlightening, you know, to see how we did, but I don't think we'll run through every player we do every week. Yeah. We can just do the ones we got. <laughs> and that would be Geo. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. You did nail that. We included him because he was just such a low price. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a bunch of names that I think are bottom of the barrel price that could have a chance. So I'll just kind of run through these. Starting Laquan Treadwell, Julio will be out. He's literally the lowest price of any wide receiver at 3000 So he's had a couple touchdowns on the year. He's low target share, but with Julio out and the run game completely stinking, Tampa Bay is going to run the score up on him, and they're going to have to play from behind. I don't really trust Matt Ryan, but can he sneak a touchdown for 3000 bucks? I think so. So I think he's a decent punt play. Similarly, Richie James, San Francisco versus Seattle. Ayuk and him basically were the two wide receivers. So he's the wide receiver, two on that team. I know George Kittle eats targets, and Jeff Wilson Jr. is going to do his thing. But at 3,100, I think he he could get some volume there. This one, I kind of hate to say it, but I think Tua is going to get the start at Buffalo. He's priced at the QB 31 on the week. We know that Buffalo defense is not very good. The Bills have clinched. They'll play probably uh, the first half or so. But Tua, if he, you know, Miami's playing for everything. So if they end up getting down, there's a very good chance that ah, Fitzmagic comes in and does his thing and Tua's benched. But if Tua does well, and he's shown some things in the past, if he does well, he could be a kind of tournament play, I think, as a punt. Mm, Two at time. I mean, he's had, I think, at least one game this year with 30-plus fantasy points. So if you're paying 5100 I think there's upside there. I wouldn't play it in a cash game because he could get benched, but in tournament. All right, Mike Boone. We talked about Madison still trying to come out of the concussion protocol. I have not gotten the latest word on it, but if anything, he's going to be questionable. And Mike Boone should probably still get the goal line work at least. And Madison, in his time that he had by himself this year, didn't look good. So Mike Boone at 4,000, RB71 on the week, playing the worst defense in Detroit. I know everybody's on Kirk Cousins, but he can't throw it every single time and probably won't want to when they start blowing out Detroit. So who's going to be there for junk time? And throughout the first couple quarters, I think Mike Boone, man, I'm enticed on on playing Mike Boone as RB71 price. Yep, I like it in GPPs. Similarly, Ty Johnson is the starting running back for the Jets. New England's tough, but he's priced at RB58, and he's a starting running back. He should get 15 carries, and what he does with them, I don't know, but he's looked good this year at times, and that price is just so damn cheap. So to get a starting running back at that price – Come on. It's a decent punt. Yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn, similarly, RB57 right ahead of him. Plays Atlanta. They want to know what he has. He looks pretty good. I think he'll get work. Daria Goombawale, the new Jags running back, apparently. It's going to be a blowout game, and he's going to shut him down. So maybe he gets some passing work, and he's looked good at that. At that. This one, I think you kind of convinced me earlier in the year. Tight end Cameron Brait. You had him against me, and he did decently well. He's priced at Tight end 34 this week. Gronk could certainly rest towards the second half. And I think Cambridge's talented and could get some work here. So I think he's a fine punt play there. I agree about Bright for sure. 
All right, so what I've got here, Josh Reynolds, he's at 3,200. So he's been really quiet for a little while. He's been getting like one and two targets per game, but until last week where he got 10 targets. <laughs> so I think he's going to be pretty chalky. This this uh, projection website's got him up pretty high. Wow, really? With the with the backup quarterback, that kind of surprises yeah. me. Yeah, I'm worried about that. Don't get me wrong, but they've but, got you know, him. Sometimes, good. They've got him from 21 percent to 60 percent wow. ownership. So, man, sometimes those back end quarterbacks, the, those backup quarterbacks, will come in and throw it to those kind of backup wide receivers. You know, the players they've been practicing with. So. He could easily have a connection with Josh Reynolds. I, I don't think that's a bad play. And so damn cheap. Yeah. So uh, another one, Kiki. I don't know if he really qualifies. He's like not, not that cheap. Fifty six hundred, little Kiki. But he's in that game where we think that it's going to be <sighs> maybe a huge blowout. Yeah, um, dealing with a foot injury. Return to full practice on Thursday should play does make me nervous, but a high over under 5,600. Where is he at on the week? And eh, I can't find it, but 5,600. Well, and for, for reference, like I would rather play Curtis Samuel. He's cheap. He's $300 mm. cheaper. Yeah. I'm more sure about him. He could have pro- probably qualified as a punt and play over Kiki. I'm with you. I apologize. Anyway, um, <laughs> right. Chenault Jr. at Indianapolis. Interesting. Think, yeah, he's he's been staying involved. Um, Seven targets last week. Yeah. Caught um, a touchdown. Chark mm-hmm. probably won't play. Right. Okay, well, I didn't actually know about <laughs> that, but that makes me feel a little better about him. Yeah, I had Chark on the slate, but... Remains sideline at practice Thursday. Yeah, he's definitely not playing. So he's going to be the wide receiver one against that indie defense that has just struggled as of late. And they should be up, you know, 21 to three by halftime. So could see monster junk time for Chenault. All right. So we got Jerry Judy here at Las Vegas, Hmm. 4,200. Man, that is a low price. It is a low, low price. Uh, 15 targets last week what yeah judy's getting a lot of usage they want to get in the ball and this game could be like i said something you might want to target in gpps you might want to stack this game in some type of way um i think you can do it on both sides with stacking the quarterbacks with the other with their wide receivers and running it back with like the running back of the other team. Oh man. If you play drew lock, I will bow down to your balls. Oh my God. Drew lock would scare the, the piss out of me. I would play drew lock in a GPP probably. Not on, uh, not on, uh, DraftKings because they only allow usually 20 entries per contest, but I see. On FanDuel, where they offer like 150, I will take shots at Drew Locke. Anyway, um, Van Jefferson at Arizona. 
questionable quarterback play there, but Cup is out, and 3,000 is bottom of the barrel. Van Jefferson? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he'll get a lot of snaps, and we'll see a lot of Van Jefferson. Wow, that could be a sneaky little steal there. Yeah. I dig it. Okay. And and then Carr is real cheap. He's at 5700 at Denver. Wow. He can help you save money. 5700 That is, man. He put up 26 points last week against Miami. Miami's a great – he did get a rushing touchdown there. But still, 28 points, 35 points. Man, that is – Undervalued. I like it. Yep. How about some ceiling plays? I could not think of a spicy title for that, but we'll just dive into our ceiling plays. Last week, ah, I bricked on the ceiling. We talked about Geo ad nauseum. Jalen Hurts was not a ceiling play. Quarterback 11. He was definitely more of a floor. But Russell Gage, nope. Miko Hardman, nope. Tyler Higby, nope. Jared Goff just completely let me down. And my worst of the worst, Benny Snell, did not think that James Conner was going to play. He did. So Benny Snell bageled me. I don't think that one counts. I I appreciate that. That one doesn't count. (laughs) You did better. You talk up yourself. What do you got? All right. Well, Austin Hooper, when I made the call on Austin Hooper, I had no idea that the entire wide receiver room for for the Browns was going to go on the COVID list early that Sunday did morning work out man that did work out so that was just coincidence and I totally would have obviously said <laughs> him after knowing that too so right great uh Travis Kelsey he he didn't 3x but he got you 22 points which on kind of a weird slate you were happy with Definitely. um Dallas Goddard didn't get it done. Cole Komet didn't either. We talked about him already. James Washington mm-hmm. was a dart throw that did not hit. Um, DJ Chark worked out. Um, he was real cheap. And coming in at wide receiver 20, it totally paid off. You were real glad if you put him in your tournament lineup. For sure. Um, Curtis Samuel, another dart throw that paid off, but not really. The nine targets was that was indicative of what was going to happen. Uh, Malcolm Brown was another dart throw that just didn't hit, and David Johnson, oh baby, <laughs> what a nice one! If you played him, I played. I did some snake snake drafts over the weekend. Nice, like the three three person snakes, and I yeah. I played some David Johnson for sure. Oh, that's tasty. What'd you right, have week, on this week? This week, I think Ryan Tannehill has a big ceiling. Um, it's, I mean, we talked Eric Henry. We talked if he disappoints that I'm going to see him a little differently. Tannehill, they're playing for a lot, and they want to win bad. I think Houston actually keeps up, and so massive over-under. Uh, QB 10 in price at 7000 So I think maybe a little bit of – a lower floor if Derrick Henry takes all of the touchdowns, but massive upside at the QB position. I think Melvin Gordon, we talked about how he's the chalkiest of the chalk. I think there is upside. We talked that he doesn't get any pass catches, but 
I do see multiple touchdowns uh, available. So that would be, that would be a big score. I put a couple of New York Giants wide receivers as ceiling plays. The Dallas defense is absolute trash. Now, whether it goes to Sterling Shepard, who had 12 targets last week, or Darius Slayton, who had eight targets, I'm not sure. But Golden Tate's out. Daniel Jones is not very good, but they're probably going to have to pass it. They want to play, you know, they they have a chance of making the postseason. So they're going to be playing real hard. Um, And yeah, Wayne Gallman is not the solution. So they're going to be airing it out. I think one of these players hits ceiling. So I think I'm, I think Slayton is the play here. Um, I, I was looking at Shepard earlier, and I think he's a little banged up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're talking wide receiver 65 price. Darius Slayton is a skilled wide receiver, and I'm not just talking as an Auburn fan. He has shown um, good burst and good touchdown potential winning those one-on-one balls, 50, uh, 50-50 balls. So I like him as a ceiling play. And then at tight end, I think Mike Gesicki. We've talked about Tua, and you know Tua and Mike Gesicki's connection has not been great, but Fitzpatrick's connection with Gesicki is is magnetic. So if he comes in, he targets Gesicki like no other. Uh, Miami really wants to win this game, so it could be another Fitz magic third and fourth quarter. I think Gesicki has huge upside. Eleven targets, six targets, seven targets. That's excellent at tight end. 24 points, 23 points, and nine points. So you've seen his ceiling. It's monstrous. I think he's a great play. I agree. All right, I've got Deshaun Watson here. We already talked about his game, shootout potential, blah, blah, blah. Derek Carr, a punt play, but also a tournament play. You've been seeing those high numbers from him over the past few weeks, and 5,700 is just kind of low for somebody who could get you 30 points. Um. David Johnson, I wanted to include him in the cash game plays because I just love the big numbers and the recency bias and whatnot, but I think that he's firmly a GPP play. Um, You just really – I don't know. You just don't know. He's no Derrick Henry who is in the same game. Um, DeAndre Swift, kind of a chalky play, but – why is he chalky? Because he could smash. Um, Evan Ingram, he's in that game that you were talking about, the one with – Interesting. Okay. With, he's actually kind of questionable this week, so watch that. Oh, okay. But he's just a pass catcher against Dallas. Dallas is someone you definitely want to target. Limited um, on Thursday. Yeah. Pay attention Friday. 3,700 is it's cheap. 10 um, targets last week. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews, 5,800. I think that's a solid wow, tight end play. Honestly, a good price. Yes. I was, I was thinking about including him in my cash game plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that team is going to be trying real hard. Um, Yeah, but I, I'm a little iffy on it, but I, I think it's totally in play for, for I don't think you have to be iffy. I think it's – oh, well, yeah, for tournaments, maybe not monstrous upside. I mean, he's gotten over 20 points twice this year, three times, so not huge upside, but I think he's very safe. I don't mind that. Okay, yeah. 
Um, we talked about Waller already. That Denver defense is just – it's really banged up. I think Waller could have a ton of points this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I actually think he's pretty safe. So I agree. You can play him anywhere you want. You just got to pay up for him. Um, Devonte Adams, he's really expensive, but I mean, if he gets thirty points again, then you feel <laughs> like a smart man. Uh, that game could be. I mean, they they just might want to put a hurting on Chicago and just make them look like fools. Yeah, I mean, if they win, they get the they get the only buy. So they absolutely want to smash. <laughs> Insane. The, the yeah. you know Bears defense is good, but it's not incredibly good. So he could easily get two, three touchdowns. And then Aguilar here at fifty four hundred. He's someone you could stack with Carr. Um, he's he's been really paying off at his low price. I don't get. Why I dig it. So- I don't get why he's so cheap. Well, he did kind of catch a, you know, almost absurd touchdown last week. Uh, So it was a little fluky in my opinion, but he represents big, big plays for sure. And he is the wide receiver one on that offense. Yeah. Let's talk about our flame broiled stacks, man. It's kind of the signature piece of our show being the double stack. And of course, the very first one. I make the the worst uh, whiff going with Jared Goff and Robert Woods. I thought going to Seattle, I thought it would be a much bigger blowout. Jared Goff just looked dreadful. And then of course got hurt in the third quarter. That was, that was a heinous one. It'll be tough to ever go back to him, to be honest, but you did well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt Ryan, he's in, he's show, he's being good. Matt Ryan right now. Not bad, Matt sacked Ryan. a lot, but can get yards and touchdowns still. Yep. Let's see. How did he do? I think he was top eight. I'm not sure. He had 300 yards, two touchdowns. Okay. That's all right. That's fine at QB 10 or 11 price. Yeah. All right. Well, this week we've talked about both these players. But Deshaun Watson with Brandon Cooks. Deshaun Watson is expensive at the QB3, and yes, he could very well be hurt, and just everybody's lying about it, but everybody's saying that he's completely fine and his elbow did not get messed up in that what looked to be horrific accident. But yeah. if he is very healthy, we want that blow-up game. He has huge upside, and Brandon Cooks looks fantastic. If he's not concussed, he's elite, and he's an excellent athlete. So Brandon Cook's only priced at wide receiver 14. I think there represents some some space there. Uh, Deshaun Watson definitely could end up in top three, so I dig that stack. Yep, I think Brandon Cooks is two or three hundred dollars cheap. Um, and my stack is Kirk Cousins at sixty three hundred and Justin Jefferson at seventy six hundred. Jefferson's pretty expensive, but I think it's worth it. The upside is pretty high, and the floor is pretty high. And I think we've already talked about how we think this is a big Kirk Cousins week. So that's the one I'm going to go with there. I like that. I feel like we should do like a little, a little like a kiddie kid size stack, like a cheap kind of stack, you know, like mm-hmm. we talked about car Aguilar. It could be kind of funny if we did like a little, 
little cheapsy scale, like a dollar menu stack. <laughs> All right. Well, next week we'll we'll introduce y'all to the dollar menu. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give you options. Not everybody has sixty set seventy six hundred and sixty three hundred to right. toss around. All right. All right. Next we got the D block. Welcome to D block. D block. Um last week I said Cleveland, Houston, and Washington. And Washington was the only one that paid off. Houston was horrible. They did like negative four or something like that. Brutal. <laughs> Cleveland, I'm not sure exactly how. I think they got like four or five points. Yeah. My Bears and my Eagles did abysmal. I thought Bears at Jacksonville was a smash play, but they really didn't get to the quarterback and wasn't great. And the Eagles, we saw how they just got decimated by Dallas. So those were those were pretty rough. But I'm rolling it back this week. I'm a little bit more confident here. I think the Cardinals' D actually gets to show up against the Rams a bit. It's a backup quarterback, and both my plays are against backup quarterbacks. The Cardinals' D is priced at 2800 That's defense 16 on the week. The last three weeks, they've gotten eight, six, and three sacks. I think that they can get in this rookie court. Not rookie. I don't even think he's a backup quarterback. I think they can get in his face, pressure him, make him scared, sack him, maybe get some picks. So I'm interested in that. Same situation with the Browns taking on Pittsburgh. Mason Rudolph is just one of the absolute worst. And so being priced at 2,500 defense, 21 against a team that really doesn't care right now. um, I think they're going to be pretty good. Miles Garrett going to get to him. I just hope there's no, no Mason Rudolph, Miles Garrett uh, dilemma, even though that was one of the most absurd, you know, video clips of all time of (laughs) of his helmet getting smashed on his head. Yeah. Oh man. I hope that there's, but I think both players are going to be playing pissed off and miles Garrett is actually good. So I think he gets the better of that. And I think they're getting a couple sacks turnovers galore should be good for the Browns. I'm excited. Yep. I, I didn't have a lot of input this week. As far as defenses go, there's not a lot that I'm excited about, especially price wise. Um, my favorite one, I really do love the Browns this week, um, but I've I've got the Jets to input here. They're just so cheap. Like, you can fit this Jets defense in anywhere, and New England has been looking pretty bad lately. Um, just, just awful. Cam Newton, and if they do end up putting Stidham in, even even my Auburn heart says that he's just not good and will throw picks. So, yep. yep, I dig the Jets. It's almost a good – just a, a punt. It's just a good play. Each of ours, yeah. I mean, each of ours was 16 or cheaper. So, well, let's get into the fi- finale. Let's do our cage match, man. You've let's been do up, it. You're up 2-0 on me. Last week, I only lost by about nine points, and that was with the Goff Wood stack. So, I had some plays there. And Jared Goff just killed me. So I'm looking for some revenge, and we're going to change it up a little bit. The last two weeks we've just done, um, you know, we pick our own squads and then match up. But tonight we're going to do a live draft, and I'm pretty interested to see your strategy. So okay. I'm did thinking – beca- Did you get the invite that I sent you? Yes, I did. So we can play off of this, and we'll just not pick what the other person has done, if that sounds good. 
that's fine. So you've beaten me. How about that gives you some leverage? How about you go ahead and kick things off? Okay, let's see if I can find this. I'm scrolling right up to our chalky plays. (laughs) Yeah. All right, I'm just going to clear one of my, one that I already did and make a lineup on it. All right. All right. You want to go first? No, you've earned it. You've beaten me. You should go first. You should get the best. (laughs) All right. As a first pick, golly. I don't know. Just pick the player that you believe in that that you think I like as well. Steal some, steal some player, or just go all in on who you think is fantastic. All right. To start this off, I'm going to go with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, he was definitely somebody I wanted to end up with, but I didn't think that we'd have to start that early. Okay, I can I appreciate that. Then I'm going to go with the chalkiest play that you said. I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon. Okay. Just opens things up. Super cheap. I feel that. I feel that. So I'm marking Jonathan Taylor as taken. We both went running back. All right. All right. Well, uh, do you want to do snake? Are we gonna no, snake? Like, how about, no, yeah. you go ahead and how about you do two? We'll just, we'll just go pick to pick. We won't snake it. Okay. We can change it if we if we end up wanting to snake. Okay. All right. Next player. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right. Give me give me Jeff Wilson Jr. Interesting. Yeah, that's a nice one. Okay. So you went running back, running back. I got you. I thought for some reason you were definitely going to take Brandon Cooks there after talking him up. I'm going to go Brandon Cooks then. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go Brandon, go Brandon Cooks. It's interesting how we're going to have to kind of play out our salaries because you want to maximize that. And it's a little tough to – uh. all right. Back yep. on – the tough. clock is on you, man. All right. Right here, I'm going to take my Justin Jefferson. Ah, okay. I had no interest in that. I I just don't see amazing upside, but I I can dig it. I know you like him. All right, so you've got wide receiver, running back, running back. I've just got the two, so we're pretty open. This is a three wide receiver and flex. Hmm. QB and tight end. You only need one of, so we can kind of wait there. Who do I have as my safe plays here? Could go J.K. Dobbins, but I think I have some money to spare. You know what? I think I'm going to go Devontae Adams here. I think I'm going to pay up here. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and grab Devante. I think I have some cash to spare. Back on you. Okay. I like that play. Um, 
Back to me. I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel. Okay. Man, you still have some budget to spare over there. Although Justin Jefferson, I guess, was a little pricey. He was he was expensive. Okay. I like that. Curtis Samuel. Let's see here. Who do I have as kind of safe? We really don't need to do tight end. I think we need to I think we need to hammer out the running backs and wide receivers and leave a flex just to but my cash is getting a little thin. You know what? I think I am gonna go J.K. Dobbins. I think that fits the budget well. I'm gonna go ahead and get both my running backs. So I'm gonna go J.K. Dobbins. Okay. So just to read mine back out, I've got Melvin Gordon, J.K. Dobbins, Brandon Cooks, Devontae Adams. I can dig it. What are you feeling? All right. For me, next up. Let's see. gonna go with my little little punt play here oh okay sneaking in a punt play already let's go ahead and get my josh Reynolds off interesting okay i was thinking about doing a bit of a punt here myself just to kind of save some i think i will i think i'm going to do a little punt here as well Oh, but do I go Darius Slayton or do I go? I think I do. I think I'm going to go Darius Slayton here just to have a little Auburn skin in the game. And I think there's upside there. Okay. Darius Slayton. Maybe not a great floor play there, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, that cash is getting a little thin after Devontae Adams. Yep, it's getting a little close, especially doing this live. <laughs> it is. It's tough to ma- – maybe we'll have to back out a little bit. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll play it straight up. So we got – we each have our two running backs and three wide receivers filled, right? Or are you – did you do three running backs? Um, No, I've st- – yeah, yeah. I've still got three three wide I've got three wide receivers and two running backs. And okay, so we're good. in the same spot. So we both need a quarterback, tight end, flex, and defense. Right. Okay. So we each have a one position left. So at this point we can kind of start diving at those one positions or or we you could go to your flex. What are you feeling? Yeah. Ooh. All right. So I'm going to go I'm going to go for a defense here. Mm, okay. I'm going to take Browns. Yeah. All right, I like that. Man, now I'm torn because it's interesting cuz I kind of want to go Kirk Cousins, but you just got Jefferson, so it kind of 
it's interesting how that plays out. Hmm. Maybe I would rather shift to the Tannehill 700 more. Ah, fuck it. Let me go Kirk Cousins, see how that plays. Okay. Let me go Kirk Cousins. Sorry, I stole your stack, but a stack in a cash game doesn't really mean anything anyways, so. It's okay. I, I wasn't going to stack him. Okay, yeah. Um, Let's go back, and I'm going to do Brait. Oh, okay. Nice. Man, I feel like your roster is cheap. How much cash do you have left? I've got fifteen thousand left. Yeah, you got you got some goodies to spend at uh, flex and quarterback. All right, so I only have eleven hundred. I think I kind of want to go ahead and fill out my. Do I want to punt at the flex or the tight end? Let me look at what kind of flexes I'd I'd like to get back into. Is there anybody that's still pretty? Pretty awesome. <laughs> Crowder. Mm. Ooh, Irv Smith is good. You didn't pick it. You, you just picked it. You just picked Cameron Brait, so I'm okay with waiting on that, I guess. Um, <laughs> Crowder is pretty cool, and that would leave me 6,000 for those positions, so. I think I can do that. I think I'm going to go Crowder here. Let's see how that plays. Okay. Yeah. Let me go Crowder. All right. I've got Flex and QB left. And you you've, already, so, you've already selected a quarterback, so I don't I have, have to. And Flex, so. I don't have to you, do that. Yeah, yeah. You can play whatever you want at this point. Yeah. So I'm just going to give you my last two picks since that doesn't matter. That's the cool back and forth there. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to fill it out with Derek Henry at flex. Oh, Jesus. And I'm going to put Carr in. Ooh. I like that, that man. Did that, did that put you dead even or did you have a little spare? Nope, that's dead even right there. Oh, that's nice. Zero dollars left. That is nicely played. So I have twenty. I have sixty-one hundred with a defense and tight end. If I spend twenty-three hundred, that would be oh thirty-eight hundred at the at the flex or at the tight end there. What do tight ends look like at thirty-eight hundred? Hooper, and that's not too bad actually. Okay. Yeah, you've got some good options at 3800. Can I go a little bit more expensive? Can I go at 3300? No. <laughs> well, Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold. No, I don't think I can. I don't think I can go that cheap. I think I want to go What has Hooper even done? God, he got 15 targets, but that was cuz all the wide receivers are gone. But then he got six targets there. He hasn't been that bad. You talked about Evan Ingram, but God, I don't even know if he's going to play. I don't think I can do that. Jonathan. Oh, Irv Smith Jr. is only at 3,900. That would be a Kirk Cousins stack. Can I go that? Can I even go cheaper at defense, though, than the Jets? 
Oh my god, I can. Bengals. I can't do it, man. I can't do those. The last I could do is is really the Jets at New England. Well, at Austin Hooper at thirty eight hundred is not so bad. It's not so bad. Evan Ingram, I like a little better. I don't like him. I'm just scared of him getting hurt. Let me lock in Jets and Hooper, and we'll see how it plays, man. Okay. That was that was a struggle at the end. It's, wait, hold on. Jonu Smith is the same price. What is he looking like? He's looking he's looking pretty bad. <laughs> but that's a huge over under. Um, you know what? With all the wide receivers back up against the the that defense, I'm gonna go Jonu Smith, man. Right there at the end. I'm just gonna change up the player. We didn't even talk about it all, but there we go. I'm gonna lock it in. All right, so in to recap, I had Carr, Taylor, Wilson Jr., Jefferson, Samuel, Josh Reynolds, Brait, Derek Henry, and Browns D. I like that. I had Kirk Cousins, J.K. Dobbins, Melvin Gordon, Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, and then it gets ugly. Darius Slayton, Jonu Smith. Jamison Crowder and the Jets defense. Yeah. As soon as I saw that you were picking uh, Adams, I knew that I had to go big at some point in my Mm -hmm. lineup. And I Mm -hmm. saved as much money as I could to see if maybe just maybe I could fit Derrick Henry in there. And I could, I like that, man. That was, that was an absolute blast to be honest. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Cause that was really fun. That was way more fun than just picking two lineups. I agree. And All right. I love watching uh, Al Smizzle's videos where he does this. He did Matthew Barry this week, and it was funny because they were talking big shit. Oh, that's super cool. Well, I'll try to talk big shit when I beat your ass next week. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Tune in. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do a Monday waiver fire, but we'll definitely do a DFS double stack next Thursday. So yep. we'll Looking catch you then. To it. See ya. See ya.